Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet. He literally just got off the air. I hope he was able to at least eat some dinner. He joins us on the Roman guest line. Ken, what's going on, man? He better be eating fries with mustard. <laughs> Oh, I knew somebody was going to make the fries most of the joke. <laughs> like over under five seconds for that to happen, basically, on the on the appearance. Uh, yep, just had uh, – we went a little different today. We went uh, chili. My wife makes a really good chili. We keep it in the house for like a week, like lunches, dinners, just like basically shoving it in my mouth every single meal possible. Went with some queso in addition to that. So kind of a little Tex-Mex theme tonight. And, and queso, a sneaky – you would never want queso to be if you only had like one dip the rest of your life. It just – like after two days, you'd be like, I'm done with this for like a week. But as a one-off, as like a once a week, once every month, once a couple weeks thing, I mean, queso bangs. Queso is the best. So. Ken, I know you're not the biggest bowl game better, you know, outside of the college football playoff and a couple of the bigger matchups. Anything that you like tonight, though, San Diego State, UTSA, three-point spread, the total 48-and-a-half, or no, nothing there? I mean, I, I honestly, and you you know me, and like I know you guys follow me on Twitter. I follow you guys. We kind of see each other there. Uh yeah, bowl games pre-college football playoff are so just, tough, dude. They're like a nothing, and and people, and you're you're not alone in asking that question. Like the company has been reaching out to me, like, can you tape stuff on these games? Um, people oh, on Twitter, I know, like, I know, and, and we are, we are though. <laughs> right. You, you and I are. <laughs> well, I'm doing. I'll be, I'll be doing my college football playoff semi things tomorrow i'll be recording those tomorrow oh that's why um, i get the potato bowl and whatnot okay that makes yeah, sense yeah, thanks, said, thanks pal okay yeah you you break down yeah. alabama right now right. i'll tell the people about utsa <laughs> and their stout run defense what i'm, what, I'm what, waiting for the ball state secondary breakdown from you coming up a little bit later that'll be a christmas game no if it's a i told him if it's a vegetable that's the bowl game that's ryan's that's right. ryan's department yeah. ryan's got the vegetables yeah that and, and like the, the, uh, the mayo <laughs> i'll take i'll take college football playoff so usually i go on vacation every year for like half of bowl season and it got to the point where I was just like, why am I putting like all this effort in? Then I have to like follow markets. I'm like in Florida with my kids and I'm like, we're like right. on the beach and I'm like trying to follow, you know, latest opt outs and stuff. So I punt bowl season, except for the, the playoff semifinals are just too interesting to, to pass up. So yeah, made numbers for those thought about those kind of in, in a lot of detail tonight's game, you know, whatever San Diego state's like small favorite totals 48. I don't have a lot to offer you. Uh, I apologize. I think I'll have a lot to offer on a bunch of other stuff, but I, uh, I don't have a lot there to answer Quinn's question. Tyler Hero is playing tonight in the nice. Heat game, and Malcolm Brogdon's playing tonight in the Heat game, or in the, for the Pacers in that same game. And I like the over a lot in that game. So if you're looking for a recommendation, Ryan, you said you don't have a bet. Um, I, I would highly recommend it. It's very, very low total. And based on some of those announcements, uh, injuries, that I think help the total a little bit, I would, uh, I would lean the over in that game. I like that a lot too, Ken. Um, I, I think you can also add some value uh, in this conversation when we talk about the San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans. This San Fran team, um, I was very low on them pretty much like everybody after like the first two, three, maybe even the first week of the season. Uh, but this team, they went through a lot of injuries. They get healthier. And now look at them. They're steer- steamrolling guys. Now I know they beat the Atlanta Falcons, which, you know, it's the Falcons. But the team looks really good now. So uh, do you have any play in this Thursday night football game? Um, three and a half is the spread right now. I bet MGM the total 44 and a half. I have not bet the game yet. Uh, I have a couple angles on this that I think are kind of interesting. So from an injury standpoint, this will be a really interesting game to follow for the next couple of days. I don't think they have made an announcement about this yet. Uh, I did not follow 
while we were doing the show, but AJ Brown came off of the injured reserve. Like and basically AJ Brown is eligible to play in this game. Now we don't, I don't know if he's going to play necessarily. And that may have been something that's announced during the show. I think that adds an interesting wrinkle uh, into this game. Obviously you don't want the Titans to be playing San Francisco incredibly shorthanded on offense. Julio got hurt last week. Derrick Henry obviously isn't going to come back until the end of the season. Like you would really want AJ Brown in this game. If you like Tennessee, if he plays and you get, I mean, three and a half for sure, but even three, Tennessee starts to look a little bit more interesting. You can kind of talk yourself into ways that they could be competitive. I kind of want to throw a San Francisco angle at you guys, though, and and we were doing this on our show yesterday. Just the NFC West market is kind of interesting, and I know it's a little dated because there's a game literally going on right now between the Seahawks and Rams where if the Seahawks won, the odds would shift massively. Obviously, the Rams would become way less likely to win, but let's assume the Rams are winning right now. They're a favorite in the game. Like, let's assume they win. Yeah. Uh, they will, uh, my guess is, and Arizona plays a coin flip game on Saturday, those two teams will start to even out even more in the division market, but San Francisco lurks behind them, and they have a pass to win the division, and I've seen them 50-1 to in some places, 30-1. to I know at at, at our show sponsor, they're 25-1. to Like, just, you know, the point is very, very, very long shot prices, and they have to kind of thread a needle here where they have to win out, but they have a schedule where they can absolutely win out. Uh, They have Tennessee, obviously on Thursday night. They play Houston, win, just pencil that in right now. And then they play the Rams in week 18, but you want to play the team that you have to beat to win the division in week 18. Like that actually gives you control over your own destiny. And the Rams in Arizona have a lot of difficult games. Like Arizona closes Indianapolis, Dallas, Seattle. Like, I mean, Arizona could lose out to end the year and nothing, none of that would be surprising whatsoever. So maybe a little more, I'm not saying this is going to happen all the time or it's likely to happen, but just a flyer on San Francisco based on their return, their remaining schedule. They play the Rams in the final week. And the fact that Arizona really has a difficult road in front of them, I think presents as kind of like an interesting sweat and obviously gives you something to root for on Thursday night with the Niners as a three and a half point favorite. Ken, what about Christmas day? You just got done talking about that Arizona Indianapolis game. And we've seen some line movement, Arizona right now, a slight favorite, pretty much a pick them at home, the total 49 and a half. Your thoughts on that game though. I feel like Indy just seems like too good to be true in this spot. No. Well, they, that was, uh, to be fair, isn't that kind of how everybody felt last Saturday? <laughs> they just end up winning, basically. I mean, that was that was I've never a fascinating felt, market. I've never felt like better about a bet going into that night. Well, in you my... changed your logo on Twitter. I would imagine until you felt pretty good until it. Car- yeah, that, until that's his, that's his thing. When until the logo, Carson Wentz. <laughs> until Carson Wentz had some other ideas in the second half and had to make that a little close. No, so, so how would you play this one? I think uh, my philosophy, this is going to talk out of both sides of my mouth a little bit, but not really because I'm not playing the game yet. Mm-hmm. But I think what, what are you seeing in the market, right? Uh, movement towards Indianapolis, pretty consistent for the first couple of days the markets have been open. Uh, Indies minus one in a couple places. You mentioned their pick. Most of the board right now is listed as pick. We're moving only in one direction. Yeah. As we start to get through some numbers like Indy 2, Indy two and a half. If those start to appear as we get toward Christmas Day, and it's possible that we will. What if both teams have clean injury reports? Then people are going to talk themselves into the Colts even more um, after what they just saw Saturday night. A little bit of recency bias, I think, creating some line movement in this market. I need more to play Arizona. Like, I would never play them at pick. I need plus points. Two and a half would be awesome. Tease them up maybe or play a plus money line, like a plus 130. So I'm, I like Arizona if nobody else wants them, basically, and, and if the market moves with that opinion. Like it can't just be pick. It can't be Arizona minus one and I hop in and play it. So I need a little bit more movement, but I think it's possible that by the time we get to Christmas, uh, Arizona will be a valuable bet plus points. And then the total a little high 
I'm not sure it's high enough, honestly. I think some of this is what Arizona's done on offense the last few games, too, kind of like sputtering a little bit against the Bears, against the Lions. They needed turnovers in the Bears game to score. Under 50 in a game between these two teams is a little interesting as well with how the two teams have played recently. So I'll say for now, lean to the over. If I get a little bit more line movement, I think Arizona could be a bet. I know that Green Bay has just been like crushing the market, obviously. They're great against Ooh, the spread yeah. other than last week against Baltimore. But, man, seven points. I was actually kind of surprised. Now, if I want to play Cleveland, do I wait or do I jump on Cleveland right now with this seven? Because you expect them to get healthier, right? Like maybe Baker and some of these guys test out of the protocol here before Christmas. How do you think that line moves right there? Like, do you think it goes seven and a half, eight in Green Bay's favor because they are a public team? Or do you think maybe, you know, some money comes back on Cleveland once they get some of their guys back? If, uh, well, I think I think you're thinking the right way about the game. No question, right? If anybody's looking at that market right now, it, the numbers got to look crazy. And then you're like, oh, well, we don't know who's playing for Cleveland yet in the game. Yeah. So it's almost like a halfway number. That's the way we talk about on our show sometimes where – the number's basically never going to close seven. Like, that's just, this number's never going to be the number. It's going to be, they get everybody back, number crashes. Or, you know, Nick Mullins starts right. at quarterback again. Or I mean, it's going to be like Keenum or Baker, Mayfield, we think. But, if you know, if Mullins started again for whatever reason, obviously this line completely climbs, probably goes through 10 in that situation. And then you have to make a different decision. Seven's just a weird number. They're like, I can just tell you, if Cleveland was fully healthy, and Baker Mayfield was starting a quarterback, and we didn't have any of the COVID protocol concerns that we have in this game, my number is Green Bay by four. And I think that's a completely reasonable number when you consider that the Packers in you know these types of spots, home games against teams like this, I mean, they were seven against Washington. Right. Like, what do we perceive the difference between these two teams to be? Clearly, this is a halfway number because there's uncertainty about who is playing for Cleveland. My problem is, guys, like, I, the protocols have been so weird this year. The mm-hmm. games tonight, not a lot of guys return to play for those teams. Yeah. So it's just tough to know, like, are is everybody coming back for Cleveland? Like, do we know that for sure? I think that's one of the reasons why the line is still hung up on seven. Everyone's kind of like, well... Maybe we just don't know how the new protocols are going to work, or, or you know, maybe we shouldn't make assumptions until we know for sure. If we get more guys back for Cleveland, yes, of course, seven, even six and a half and six, I think Cleveland would be a bet. Can, uh, circling back to what happened on Sunday, I'm looking at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. They were up there tied for the favorites to to win it all. Now they're third at BetMGM plus 550. Um, I know they played against the Saints. The Saints, they pretty much have Tampa's number, especially defensively. They, they just they just shut Tom Brady down. But what do you make of this team moving forward now? Leonard Fournette moves to IR. They're bringing Le'Veon Bell. Like, h- how would you handle them moving forward? Like, is this just like, oh, the Saints are always going to be that team that's a thorn in the side? Or do you trust them moving, like, moving forward, as I say, 15,000 more times in this conversation? And this question um, to to maybe play something as they're moving to the back of the line when it looks when it when you look at uh, Super Bowl odds. Yeah, it's, it's really it's such a bizarre situation because think about how we felt about like forget Tampa as a whole. Bruce Arians to win Coach of the Year, uh, Tom Brady to win MVP. He was almost unbettable as a favorite. Um, you know, literally one game ago, <laughs> right. like this was like not. And I know Ryan's obviously a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. You know, thinks Rodgers should be MVP, but like the market had Brady like seventy percent to win that award one right. game ago. And now, literally in one game, look at what's happened. And part of that's because Godwin's out for the season. Evans gets hurt. Fournette's on. Like all of these things, you you couldn't imagine one game to have more stuff change. Right? It's pretty pretty wild. How to play Tampa going forward? Futures, I would be not squeamish to play them in the futures markets, but they also, they haven't adjusted a ton, right? They haven't come down a ton. Like they're just still going to be one of the favorites because they have Tom Brady. I look at this week's game guys and the market movement's actually very interesting. It's a little predictable because we know Tampa has all these injuries, but money's coming in on Carolina. And I find that kind of fascinating. My number in the game with full strength, healthy Tampa is like 12, 12 and a half. 
there's a 10 and a half on the board right now. There was a 10 earlier that disappeared very quickly. So like Carolina money kind of coming in and like, where do we meet resistance for that? I actually might think about playing Tampa Bay in this game, just in this one game. Some of their replacements on offense will be totally passable. They should get Antonio Brown back. It should be him and Gronk. Again, remember the backup receivers on this team, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, like these are like starter quality players for other teams. And they're going to play in this game against Carolina who stinks. Also remember what does Carolina like to do on offense? Really, really predictable quarterback run slow, not, not passing a lot deep downfield. Tampa's defense should own this game. They play, I mean, they own New Orleans, who does a lot of the same things. Mobile quarterback, running game, limited offensive line because of injuries. I actually think this sets up pretty well for Tampa. I want a number that I like, which would be 10, but I, I would never play Carolina now that money's coming on them. All righty, Ken, thank you so much for joining the show. Looking forward to listening to you guys tomorrow, and also we are, we're looking at William & Mary in that overnights uh, that you gave out just a few minutes ago. So oh. thank you for joining the show, Big Dog. Of course. Sounds good. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays to you as well. That was Ken Barkley. Um, on the Roman Guest Line, get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Now to get $15 off your first month, that's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.